Welcome back to Inside the Dome. Thank you to Aiden as always for that amazing intro. I'm Carlin Jacob. Today I am joined with John Nadero. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Last night, got two big football games on. The Eagles and the Bucks, the Rams and the Bengals. Um, one was more close than the other. Uh, I think this is our final doubleheader for Monday night. I'm if I'm correct by saying that. Yeah. Next week it's the Seahawks and Giants only for oh, Monday boy. night football. You know yeah, hey, that's gonna be better than Sunday night though. Oh my god. Yeah. Chiefs Jets. If Rogers was playing it'd be a great game, but uh, not happening. But anyways, I'm joined with John Dodero, like I said, and John, we just watched two Okay, football games. I wouldn't say they were like the best games ever, but I wouldn't say they were like the worst thing ever. We've seen worse this year. But yeah, this episode we're going to be reviewing these two Monday night games, and then on Wednesday we'll be breaking down all the Sunday slate and including the Thursday night game with the Niners and the Giants. And we're going to give our week four predictions, and it's hard to believe we're already basically on week four now. Crazy. But crazy. Uh, John. Let's start this thing off. Philadelphia Eagles, 25. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 11. Who'd you have for this game, and what did you think of it? Well, in general, I went two for two in Monday Night Football predictions this week. I, I'll start with this game first. I predicted the Eagles to win. I think there was hope that the Bucks could win this game. I mean, the Bucks were 2-0. and They've had wins over the Vikings and Bears. And Baker Mayfield's been looking better. In general, so you thought, wow, these Eagles, they struggled against the Patriots a little bit. And then week two, who they play week two? Uh, the Vikings, they actually, compared to the season before, they actually gave up a lot against the Vikings. So you thought, ooh, maybe the Buccaneers have a chance to maybe pull an upset off. And at first it was slow. In the first quarter, there was only three points. And then that's after that, that's when the Eagles kind of took over this game. The Buccaneers, really not until the fourth quarter, they were only able to get three points on the board. Their offense struggled. Uh, Baker Mayfield struggled a bit this game. A very modest stat line. We'll break it down later. They couldn't get a running game going. They kind of got the receivers going, but this was just dominated by the Eagles. They, The Eagles were able to run the ball very effectively for a second straight week in a row with DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell and the good old Jalen Hurts QB sneak. But the Eagles, I feel like they're starting to get back to form, at least on offense. But the defense for the Eagles, I think, was the most impressive. They had two sacks. They picked off Baker Mayfield, and they really just shut down what was this very good Tampa Bay offense these past two weeks. So, Big credit to the Eagles. They, they're they 3-0, one of the only three 3-0 teams left, the other two being the Dolphins and 49ers. But good win for the Eagles, a much more convincing win, I would say. Um, 
two things for you. Well, technically three, but I'm going to go first with my first pick. Um, Number one. So I did not, I picked the Eagles uh, and I picked the Rams over the Bengals, which could have happened, honestly. And we'll get to that. Um, But yeah, I kind of watched more of the Eagles Bucks game just because of fantasy wise. And then as soon as the game ended, I flipped on the Rams uh, Bengals game. But Hurts, uh, 23 for 37, 277 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. DeAndre Tripp, Swift, another massive game, 16 carries, 130 yards. A.J. Brown finally actually did something this week. I'm so glad that I can say that. Nine receptions, 131 yards. Uh, those are all the top three players for the Eagles, for the Bucks. Baker Mayfield, 15 for 25, 146, one touchdown, and interception. Rashad White, 14 carries, 38 yards, which got to go up. That's that's not acceptable, because um, Baker didn't play bad this game at all. He did yeah. not play bad. He had that one interception, but other than that, he didn't do bad. And then Mike Evans, five receptions, sixty yards, one touchdown. Um, but the Eagles looked really good. It's more their running game right now uh, with QB sneak and um, DeAndre Swift, Boston Scott, and all of them. Uh, yeah, and Jamal Jamal well no Jamal Williams played for the Saints. Why did Kenneth I think Jamal well. lose for that? I think Kenneth Kenneth well. That's that's <laughs> it. Um, but little fun fact for you, John. Uh, yeah. There's an X account called Scorigami. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Never. Uh, this game, twenty-five to eleven. It's the hundred one thousand seventy-eighth unique final score in NFL history. So this score has never happened. Yeah, it's which is actually really score. cool. Yeah, uh, the Bengals score has happened, um, which I'm not surprised. Now, if the Rams never scored that touchdown, I think that would have been a different discussion. But uh, anyways, points aside, you mentioned the Eagles are one of the only three no teams, right? Yeah. Who do you think is going to be the – who do you think is going to go the longest without losing a game? And now, like, obviously, they all lose next week. You know, it's not like, oh, like, the, I don't know, um, the Dolphins don't play. But, like, you get my point. Whoever game ends last, like, oh, they didn't go the longest. But you get my question. Who do you think is going to be the longest three no team? And do you think that we could have a, uh, what's it called? A undefeated Super Bowl. <laughs> imagine, imagine. I don't think the Eagles played the uh, Miami this year. Well, okay. I don't have all three schedules up for the three teams that are undefeated, but I can't go off of a couple things I know. One. So the Eagles one, do play the Dolphins. That does happen. So someone will lose okay. a game. Okay. I was thinking of the Eagles and 49ers. They play each other. I know that. Um, well, the Dolphins next week, they play Buffalo, and there's a good chance that they could lose that game. So I don't have the Dolphins going the longest. And right now, with the way it's going, I think the 49ers are better than the Eagles right now. So, Oh, I agree. So if, I don't know the schedule off the top of my head, but if let's just say got to the point where the Eagles and the Niners were both undefeated and they played each other, I would have the 49ers winning. So to answer your question, I would probably say the 49ers would go the longest. This Eagles team, um, they do play this year, December 3rd, 2023. 
This Eagles team does not remind me of last year's Eagles team whatsoever. Jalen Hurts threw the ball so much more last year. They had a great running game, but I think they have a better running game this year. There's a picture on uh, X right now of the offensive line for the Eagles. <laughs> How absurd crazy. it is. It's crazy. Um, but that that probably alone will maybe let this team win the Super Bowl. How good that our offensive line is and how good they can do the run game. Um, in my opinion. But I do think the Niners have a better offensive team. Not a better quarterback, but a better offensive team. So we're gonna see yeah. what happens. Um big win for the Philadelphia Eagles. But Tampa Bay, dude, honestly, I don't think Tampa Bay is gonna get talked much about because they only put up eleven points. But then again, you're going to get the Eagles defense. So, yeah, I mean, the Buccaneers, I mean, they lost to one of the better teams. Uh, their defense wasn't bad. I'll say that uh, Levante David had 13 total tackles. Uh, Devin White and Dee Delaney both had interceptions. But that second interception by Hertz, honestly, I, I'd call that a tactical interception because he threw the interception at the one yard line and then the Buccaneers ended up just having a safety, and then the ball went right back to the Eagles. So honestly, I'm going to call that a tactical interception there by Jalen Hurts. But the Buccaneers, though, they got to figure out the running game. I don't blame Rashad White as much because I'm watching this game, and it's almost people like to crap on Najee Harris too, but when Najee Harris tries to run sometimes, there are like no holes available for him, and he's trying to make his own space. Same thing here. I Usually when Rashad White's running, most of the time there isn't a hole there. Meanwhile, you look at the Eagles and how good their offensive line is. It's the best offensive line in the league. And there are just gaping holes for DeAndre Swift to just run through. I mean, he he won't be touched. Like, DeAndre Swift will not be touched. He can just sprint right through a hole and gain big yardage. That's why he's been very good these past two weeks but really just shows how much of an how much the o-line contributes to a running game sometimes it doesn't matter the running back like they just got yandre swift for a mid-round pick and boom the running game is just as good if not better than the year before so it really does show how crucial it is to have the o-line and another thing i'd like to ask you we've never really said our opinions about this but because the Eagles' offensive line is so good, they are nearly unbeatable with the Jalen Hurts QB sneak where they are able to push two guys behind Hurts. They are unstoppable, primarily because of that O-line and how strong Jalen Hurts is. So, a little question for you. Uh, I'll give my thoughts on it, too. Do you think it should be banned? No. That QB run? A thousand percent no. Because it's legal. Teams have been doing it for years, and the Eagles found a way to do it. You know? Now, like, think about it this way, right? Um, Patrick Mahomes is great on a deep ball, right? Great. She banned Patrick Mahomes from throwing it over 40-plus yards because he's good at it. You know? Yeah. Same thing with, uh, like, run- the running backs. Um, It's really not, like, any top running backs off the top of my head this season. Uh, they're like immaculate, um, but you get my point. Like, oh, Chris McCaffrey, yeah, we'll say CMC, right? With CMC, right? Yep. He's doing great. Do you ban CMC for running it up the middle 
it's not like oh, something, my. in my opinion, that's um crazy abusive. Because then think about it this way: third and four, you're not you're not QB sneaking it too many yards, you know. Yeah. Don't let them get to third and one, fourth and inches. They're not going to do it. And if they do it, you should practice that week of your quarterback trying to sneak it and stopping them every single time because it can be stopped. And I thought it was almost stopped today on one of the plays, and it was very hard to see the overturn for it, in my opinion. But it can be stopped, and I, I see nothing wrong with it. Just don't let them get to it, you know? That's my yeah. personal opinion. Now, uh, like, granted, you, anytime you and I play Madden, like, we always joke around saying, that's a weak move, don't do that. It's, like, not fun. <laughs> but then yeah. again, you're we, playing for a championship. You're playing for a career, you know? Like, do whatever pays the bills. Do whatever wins your games because it wins your games. Like I said, stop it. Nothing's trying to make you stop it, so don't lie Yeah, Yeah, I got a little answer for this first off yeah when carlin and i play madden we refuse to do the qb sneak and the fullback run because i think those are both weak and cheap plays so we refuse to do those but i got a couple things about it one if you want to ban that specific qb sneak you would have to ban the entire qb sneak in my opinion if you wanted to get rid of it like you would have to just get rid of the whole concept which honestly really think about getting rid of the kiwi sneak i I don't know just the whole thing in general like you can't sneak it in any formation with the quarterback i mean that would be the only thing that would be interesting but just banning that certain version of the qb sneak i say no to it because one i've seen other teams try to do it uh wvu tried to do it and i think they barely got it like maybe it was like fourth and inches and they got the inches that they needed at most i've seen the colts try it this season and they failed i've seen some other teams try it and fail too so it's no guarantee i think the only reason why it's a guarantee for the eagles is because their o-line is so good and jalen hurts is insanely strong i mean you see the amount that he could squat it's crazy so Think about it this way, too. Like you said, we've seen other teams do it. Let's say that half the NFL teams did it every week and over half of them are successful. Then maybe we'd be in the topic of saying, you know what, this might be like not good enough for the game. You should probably get rid of it. But since the Eagles are basically the only team who can do it right now, why not? You know? Yeah. It's their lucky advantage, not lucky advantage, it's their advantage because they invested in a good O-line. So they should literally be rewarded for investing in a good O-line. But uh, I'm just thinking of something else. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it should be banned. But honestly, I don't. If you're going to ban the move, honestly, I've never been a fan of the QB sneak in general. So... I feel like if you ever got rid of the QB sneak, like I feel like that would help the defenses a little bit. Because when it's fourth and one, and then you just see them do the QB sneak, it's just weak, in my opinion. But yeah, but then again, some teams are expecting it, and then you can block it, and then they might throw it. Yeah. Think about a fourth and inches on the Steelers Raider game. We thought that they were going to run it right up the middle, and Derek Carr rolled out and threw. A, not Derek Carr. Wow. Um. Jimmy G rolled out and threw it right to Devontae, and Devontae caught a touchdown. 
Yeah. I don't think it's – I think over the years it's going to be like, oh, the Eagles are going to – this is why it's always going to be talked about, but I think it's fine. Especially, like I said, don't let your team get to that position. You know, instead of it being third and short, fourth and inches, try to get fourth and three. Or, you know, like yeah. – don't let them do it. On the goal line, it's also a different story, too, because if you're, like, on the one-yard line, you know. Yeah. I think the I think the best answer would be it would only be banned if nearly every team perfected the method, and then on every fourth and one, the dominant play call would be doing that sneak, like every team doing it. And for the most part, succeeding, then I could see it maybe being banned. But if it's only the Eagles doing this, then so, I say no. In your opinion right now, last thing before we move on to the Bengals-Rams game, if the yeah. Eagles were going to do it, who would stop them? Say it's fourth and one. Got to get a yard. What who team would stop them? Yep. So essentially it would be the best D-line in the league. and. Honestly, the the Buccaneers have a very good D-line, so they weren't able to stop them. Uh, maybe the Steelers with Cam Hayward in there maybe have a chance. Um, I can see TJ Watt making a little play. Or other two teams, the Niners. You just said the Niners. Niners. They have good defensive tackles. You really have to look at interior D-line, too, than outside. Or the Commanders. They have a very good D line too, and the Eagles actually play the Commanders next week, I believe. Twice, so twice a week, twice a year. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm hoping someone can stop them this year, just so everyone can be like, see, it's it can't be stopped, you know? Because yeah. I think it's a cool thing to do. You know, you're in that position. Why not? But yeah, um, I was just gonna say final thoughts from this game because I don't think this game was <laughs> the most yeah, interesting one. Yeah, I but, didn't really. Watch this towards uh, AJ Brown. Once AJ Brown yeah. got that ball, I was like, "Okay, I'm done." Yeah, I had the luxury with uh, YouTube TV. I was actually able to watch both at the same time, like side See, by side. I kind of figure it out. I should I should have went on my monitor and like pull one out and have one on one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, final thoughts for at least for me before I move on. You can give yours too. Um, Eagles are three and zero. They're progressing. They're not as dominant as they were last season. That three and zero record, but they're getting it done. Uh, they're still figuring out what the offense, because they have a new coordinator, Brian Johnson, so they're still trying to figure out what works best. I think the running game has been the best part about the Eagles' offense, and I really think with Swift and Gain, while they should lean on it more than the pass, especially with the really good O-line, but Eagles' offense figuring out. Buccaneers, they're 2-1. and one. They shouldn't be too discouraged, in my opinion. I mean, they're playing a very good team in the Eagles, so... But they got to figure out their running game, especially with the O line, with the blocking and all that. Just get it going somehow. And yeah, I do think the Buccaneers are still in a decent position. They play the Saints next week. It's going to be a tough divisional matchup. Their Saints have a very good defense. Uh, it's probably be, well, it's probably going to be well, hard Derek for the Buccaneers to figure it out. Their car, I don't think will play. I don't think he will play. If I had we'll to guess see. right now. All right. Talking, let's talk about the local game to us. 
the Los Angeles Rams went into Cincinnati for the whiteout. Uh, Los Angeles barely lost 16 and 19. Uh, Matt Stafford threw 18 for 33, 269, one touchdown, two interceptions. Kyren, 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 Kyren Williams, 10 carries, 38 yards. Puka Nakua, five receptions, 72 yards. Bengals side of the ball. Joe Burrow went 26 for 49. 259 yards, one interception. Joe Mixon, 19 carries, 65 yards, one touchdown. Jamar Chase, 12 receptions, 141 yards. Essentially, the Bengals only scored one touchdown. I don't think this Bengals team may win this division this year. I truly don't think. And here's why, okay? Watching that game, I thought the Steelers could play better than them. I truly did. Now, in a couple weeks, we might talk a whole different story. But then again, think about it this way, right? Before you say, oh, Joe Burrow was hurt. Joe Burrow was hurt that game. Fine. He was hurt. But that doesn't justify the first two games. Also, going 26 for 49 is not really that good in one interception. No touchdowns. Mixon was the only reason y'all won this game. And I won fantasy, so thanks, Joe Mixon. Uh, Jamar Chase finally actually did something, too, as well. Um, But, yeah, this Bengals team just, like, can't get it together. And they barely won against the Los Angeles Rams. And they almost lost against the Los Angeles Rams. Um, But the Bengals defense helped them win this game. Big time. I think that's the only reason they were in this game and they were in the game last week is because of their defense. Their offense hasn't been able to produce. Same thing as the Steelers' offense. Uh, but still, they haven't been able to produce. So how do you move on from this? And we're going to figure out that in the coming weeks. The Bengals play... They, they play, play the Ravens next week. Oh, no, they don't. Wait. There's no, no. Way. There's no way they play the Ravens. I believe game. they do. I believe... Wait. Wait, no, no they just played the Ravens. They Crap. just played the Ravens. Yeah, um, I'll figure it out right now. Uh, Titans. I swear. So you play Titans the Titans sport. and the Cardinals. Cardinals beat Titans. Dallas. Titans. Yeah, you play Titans, <laughs> which, honestly, I would say that the Bengals probably will win. But you lose to Cleveland, and then you somehow beat the Chargers. Make that make sense. But then you play the Cardinals, and the Cardinals beat (laughs) Dallas. And the Bears are looking like they're going to have the number one overall draft pick. So, Cardinals, you may lose out on Caleb Williams right now. Just saying. But anyways, uh, yeah, Joe Burrow just hasn't been himself at all. And you and I have talked about this off uh, camera about uh, fantasy-wise and why we've stayed away from Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. Just because... Of how, like, I don't know, this offense has been. I mean, granted, you have three major weapons, so it's hard for this person to get a touchdown, this person, and this person consistently. And it's proving. You only got one touchdown off a running play this uh, week. Um, Your defense got two turnovers, though, which is great. Looking on the Rams side of the ball, uh, Stafford, he didn't play too bad, but he didn't play great. Uh, 18 for 33, which isn't, isn't that good. He got sacked a lot. A lot. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, Kyron <laughs> Williams, Puka Nakua. What you got to get the ball more, Puka Nakua. I get it. Puka Nakua has seventy yard, seventy two yards. 
But hey, he's a standout rookie, and with uh, Cooper Cup, could help him out. But the Rams' offensive line sold. I don't think if the Rams' offensive line was that bad, that the Rams probably could have won this game for sure. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, the Rams' offensive line has been better the first two weeks, but this third week they kind of went back to form. But real quick, a couple things before I give my thoughts on the game. First off, in the fantasy world, I survived an onslaught of Joe Mixon, Tyler Higby, Kyron Williams, Evan McPherson, and A.J. Brown. All of them just getting points after points, and I won my fantasy league by three points this week. Big W. And Carlin, you won by like two points, I think, in your league. Yeah, barely. If McPherson uh, kicked another field goal, I would have lost. Same Dude. here. If McPherson, he was he had 18 points. High semi-league was 194 points, which we'll get to fantasy on Thursday. Oh, my. Fantasy's but I'm sure that's not even highest across the league because of that Dolphins game. Uh, my my highest team was two ten, yeah, which exactly. was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know, but uh, it's insane. Less less fantasy, but I'm very happy right now. I would have been in a whole worse mood if my team lost, so I'm happy. But uh, yeah, this Bengals team, honestly, I regret uh saying during our predictions that they would go thirteen and four because this is not this does not look like a thirteen and four team. Each week they have struggled on offense. They've started to find their groove, I'd say, at least with Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. I think that is finally starting to come back, that connection. And Joe Burrow was not playing 100%. He was a game-time decision with his calf injury. So he was playing this game limited. He wasn't running a lot in this game, a lot of quick throws. And he was effective still enough. Effective enough, I would say. But he Can I say something? Pay. Yeah, I just want to cut you off real quick. Just remember one thing. If the Bengals went 0-3, we would have a whole different discussion about this game. I'd be worried. and I'm, We're going to talk about if we should be worried for the Bengals. Yeah, Dr. John's wrapping up. But just a friendly <laughs> reminder for everyone and John. Bengals started 0-2 last year. They finished 12-4. and And they probably would have won the... They probably would have been 13-4 and four if it wasn't for that Buffalo game because they were going to be Buffalo. But they started 0-2, and they went on a 12-game running streak and then took two losses, and I'm sure they were stupid losses. I'm not going to really dive into it. But just just remember that. Anyways, continue. I will say, though, one comment about that. Um, at least last season when they went 0-2, I don't remember their second game as much. actually. It might Dallas. Have been against the Cowboys. Yeah, Dallas, they lost. But the game against the Steelers, at least their offense cooked a bit. Like, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were still performing well week one. But the reason why they lost that game was the four picks by Burrow and them not having a long snapper for extra points. But yeah. I digress. Um, But yeah, this start, I think, has been worse than their start last season. The only reason why they won this game was the defense in my opinion. I mean, yeah, Joe Burrow was kind of back. Yeah, Jamar Chase was back. First off with this offense, uh, Joe Mixon still only averaged 3.4 yards per carry, which is very mediocre. And T. Higgins was not involved. He had eight targets, but only 
two catches. One of them was a very bad drop. So they really got to find consistency with the wide receivers. And, uh, but this defense, though, this defense was the story. Uh, they had six stacks on Matt Stafford, like we said earlier. The big player to mention is Trey Hen- Hendrickson. He had two total tackles. He had two sacks, two tackles for loss, uh, and two QB hits as well. He was just an absolute force taking down Stafford. And uh, there were four other guys who had a sack this game too. Dax Hill, Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader, and BJ Hill. And Dax Hill is a safety too. Just another thing there. And yeah, this defense especially just the pressure, just dominated near the end of this game. They, I just hit my mic, uh, they just made Matt Stafford's life a living nightmare by the end of this game. They couldn't get anything going. They were able to shut down Puka Nakua, who the past couple games he was getting double-digit targets, and in this game he only had seven targets. So, I mean, the whole second half he was catchless too, except that last catch with less than two minutes left, which helped the Rams score a touchdown. It didn't matter at the end, but they were able to shut down Puka Nakua, and he was trying to, Stafford was trying to get uh, 2-2 Atwell a lot. He had nine targets, Atwell did, and he only caught four of the nine targets. So Stafford was trying, but this Bengals defense, I said they had one of the better defenses in the league. I still stand by that. Their defensive coordinator is very good. And they just did great against this team. They made Kyron Williams uh, ineffective. Only 10 carries for 38 rushing yards. So the Rams couldn't have a running game. And Williams was also targeted seven times and only caught two catches. So the Rams really struggled in both the running game and the passing game. But they still kept it a game. And primarily the defense for the Rams still kept it a game. And I think the Rams' defense has been very impressive because other than Aaron Donald, the Rams don't have many top names, in my opinion. Uh, Ernest Jones had nine total tackles, but they do have a Kelly Witherspoon, former Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, He had a a very good interception. I will say that. uh, The lone interception. So, they have a Kelly Witherspoon. (laughs) I think that's part of the reason why these Rams are always in the game right now. I mean, obviously beat the Seahawks. They were close with the Niners. They were close with the Bengals. Granted, you're playing a very mediocre Bengals team. But their defense and then their offense hasn't been too, too bad, especially with Puka Nakua uh, and aging Matt Stafford out there. But, hey, these Rams, who knows? Who knows? You're one and two. So. Yeah. But, yeah, honestly, it's I don't bad. think this Bengals team might play that well. I could see the Ravens getting the one seed, as much as it hates me to say that. But then again, you lost to the Colts this week. And football talks for me nuts to talk about, dude. It's going to be nuts. But I, I want to talk. I want to ask your opinion about something. Yeah. They're not 0-3. They're 1-2. Wow, excuse me. They're 1-2. <laughs> Is it time to worry about the Bengals the way that they've been playing? Not Not based on their win record. The way they've been playing. I'd say yes, in a way. Um, the only thing is that if Joe Burrow was 100% healthy, I feel like this team could be better. 
but was he they, wait, was he healthy week one and two or no? I don't think was he. He was still recovering from his calf injury. I think he re-aggravated it after yeah. week two, but because he was questionable has, this week. Has he been scrambling a lot or no? I couldn't really tell you. I have never watched the games in depth. I don't watch them as much. But yeah. if he's been scrambling, you know. But I don't know because he's normally like an he's normally a packet packet passer, pocket passer. Oh what? <laughs> oh my. Uh, I mean, worrying about. I still think they're a playoff team. I think their defense is too talented, at least with their coordinator. I think they could win games with their defense. I but I do think their offense should click with the amount of talent they have on their offense. It's it's a team where it has to click. It's like the Steelers, for example, they're a team where I don't know if it will click because of the coordinator and stuff like that and the uncertainty with Kenny Pickett. But they're not a team I can guarantee that can click. But the Bengals, though, with everything they got and what they've been able to do, really not much has changed as well with this Bengals team. When you look at their offense, it really hasn't changed much. I feel like it will click eventually, so I wouldn't worry. But in terms of like them winning the division, I would say no to that. I don't think they're good enough to win the division now. Uh, I'll probably heavily regret my 13-4 and four prediction for this team. But I would have the Ravens winning the division right now. But then again, it's up in the air. I think the Ravens, each team in the AFC North has a struggle right now. The Ravens, their struggle is staying healthy. And that's what cost them against the Colts. We'll get to that on Wednesday. The Browns lost Nick Chubb, big piece in their offense. So how good their running game will be, I don't know. The Steelers, uh, they're missing Cam Hayward. And their offensive coordinator and Kenny Pickett are still a question mark. Uh, They have improved week three, but their offense is still a big question mark. And the same thing with the Bengals. I think the health of Joe Burrow right now is a question mark. I mean, could he re-aggregate his injury, his calf injury, and could this offense click? So I think every team in the AFC North has a big question mark. But I do think the Bengals will be able to figure it out at some point. So, so it wouldn't work too much. Shakti reported that Joe Burrow told someone that there were no setbacks tonight with his strained calf. We got through it, he said. Okay. so That's good, at least. Yeah, I mean, I hope he gets better uh, just because I don't want the Bengals to win the division. But I would like good football. Like you said, the OSU game versus Notre Dame. We'd rather see OSU win just so when Penn State plays them. It's a great game, which I get exactly. that. It makes sense. And, I mean, football's better when everyone's healthy. So Yeah. And the Bengals are at the bottom of their division, too. Uh, That's yeah, they're Nuts. two. They're one and two, and the other three teams are two and one right now. But so you said you don't think they're going to go thirteen and four, and I can kind of see it. But you know, after last year starting zero and two, I'm not doubting it. I'm not, especially if Joe Burrow gets uh, healed really quickly. Uh, looking at this Cincinnati Bengals record, you play the Titans, then you play the Cardinals, right? Uh, hold on. I'm so sorry. I'm looking for it. Titans, then the Cardinals, Seattle, eh, Niners, and then you play the Niners and the Bills. Uh, and yeah, I mean the Jags, the Chiefs, obviously a big one. 
and then the Vikings. Um, so yeah, those are their big games this year. So it honestly depends, but this Bengals team's got to get healthy super, super quick. Yeah, so. I agree. And um, the when you you said they play the uh, Cardinals and Titans these next two weeks, those will have to be two big games for the Bengals. They're going to have to figure out their stuff, get their offense in a groove. I think those are two good opportunities there to figure out the offense before they play teams like the Bills and 49ers. So they will have to figure it out. They're by week. So they play November 16th, right? And then their next game... No, when is their bye week? Hold on. 26, December 4th. Why can I not figure this out? Hold on, I'm getting there. The 10th, 17th. Let me just Google the Bengals bye week. Because honestly, the Bengals bye week is at the beginning of the season. I got it. Uh, The Bengals bye week is week seven. So your bye week's week seven, which may help Joe Burrow a lot. Just to, you know, let him heal another week or two. But, and then you go right back into it with San Fran. So. Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Bengals, uh, Rams? Uh, yeah, I'll just run through my final thoughts. Um. Thank you to those fantasy players for not doing good enough, so I was able to win my matchup. But Bengals, they have a couple weeks here. They could start to figure it out, their offense and all that, find a groove, find some momentum with the receivers. Just getting both Chase and Higgins involved in games is a must. So Bengals have time, though. But the Rams, uh, you're 1-2, and so you're kind of losing momentum. But you will have Cooper Cup back in the future. And your defense, I think, is performing very well for what they were expected to do. Matt Stafford, despite the two picks, has been performing better than what people expected him to do. But I would have hoped, still as a Rams fan, I think the NFC is still wide open. And the Rams have shown that they can compete with every team that they've played so far. I mean, they've played... Uh, the 49ers and the Bengals already and held their own against both. So once they get Cooper Cup back by week five, at least, uh, who knows what could happen with this team? I think it could be a very interesting situation for the Rams. So any Rams fans out there, I don't personally know any Rams fans, but I don't do. lose faith. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Man. Um, yeah, I would just say Rams, uh, Fans, don't be too, too worried. I think y'all could honestly make a wild card between you and the uh, Seahawks. And then Bengals fans, uh, I wouldn't worry just yet. Um, Y'all got a tough competition going up. But if you draw to the Titans or the Cardinals, then we might have a discussion where you'd be like, yeah, you might not win this division at all this year. So... (laughs) Uh, we'll see hey every team in the nfc besides the Bengals, the nfc whoa afc north besides the Bengals are two and one so it's anyone's yeah. game it's anyone's yeah Boy. that's gonna do it for us though
but yeah. this was a fun Monday night football. Not as exciting as Sunday night football, I would say. I think Sunday night football had more <laughs> excitement. We're Steelers fans. Yeah, we are Steelers fans. <laughs> we are Steelers fans. <laughs> but, you don't put that into uh, yeah. Russia. But I yeah, bet there but... was there was probably good excitement though for you fantasy football players. We'll get into the fantasy football aspect of week three on Thursday's episode, but dropping tomorrow on Wednesday will be our week three recap of the NFL. We'll go through the rest of the games, excluding the Steelers Raiders, Bucks Eagles, and uh, Bengals Rams. We won't talk about those games. We'll talk about the rest of the games that happened, as well as our predictions for week four. So stay tuned for that episode on Wednesday. And then Friday will be our college football episode. And also stay tuned for any other potential releases this week that have been unannounced. So stay tuned for that and a potential new weekly episode next week. We will talk more about that in the future. But you make sure to also follow us on Instagram, Twitter slash X, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, There will be a post dropping today on Instagram. Uh, for waiver wire pickups for week four fantasy football. So make sure to click that. Um, You can find all of those links and all of our podcast platforms in the link in bio. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Overcast, go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there. But other than that, Carlin, we got a fun week coming up. We got a lot to talk about soon. So make sure you all stay tuned. But Got any final thoughts? Or looked like you were about to say something. I'm about to go to bed, dude. It's late. <laughs> oh, man. It is late. I'm not going to lie. Uh, for when we're recording this right now. And then Sunday, we get to get up at 930 to watch the Falcons and the Jaguars. Oh, God. Don't I can't remind return. me. I'm going to roll over and turn it off from my bed. So. Oh, man. Well, buddy, I'll let you sleep. I'll end it right now. With Carlin Jacob, I'm John Dodaro. Have a great day, everyone. See you next time on Inside the Dome.